0: All right, am I coming through clearly? Yes, indeed you are, am I? Yep, you're coming through fine. Sounds beautiful. Well, hello
1: everybody, everybody, and hope you're enjoying the spooky hour as we here in the Barrel Versa
0: coming at you on October 17th, 2021. It's been a while, and we've been very busy. Unfortunately, that means we have movies that we can tell you about.
1: For better or wor- for better or worse, it means we have a backlog, and for y'all's sake, it means you get to listen to it.
0: I don't know if you should be happy or not, but uh, we're mean- going to start this off in a very confusing fashion. Welcome to the Barrelverse. I'm William Slater. And I'm Joshua Pulliam. And today we're going to be starting with the first of at least three movies. <laughs> oh my gosh, we really are doing the whole backlog. All right. Yep. I mean, unless you want to, like, split this up. Nope, nope, we're, do- nope, we're doing this. Let's go. All right, so we're going to start off with a... She's going to hit the ground. You see, the story behind this is that uh, a few friends of ours had started watching along with us and started uh-huh. suggesting movies. And As one they were movie that we were told we had to see before September let out, was Cadet Kelly.
1: (sighs) Okay. Now, I'm sure somebody out there, in fact, probably most of y'all, were children at some point. And maybe, if you're around our age group, you you made, as a kid, if you had cable, you remember the Disney Channel. Now, the Disney Channel was amazing for having cartoons that would rival Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network back in the early to mid-2000s. And they were also famous for their Disney Channel original movies, where they got child actors together to make movies that were for the kids, so to say. But was this one for the kids? I Uh, mean, mean, we're about to find out. I mean, let's
0: let's double check when this movie released, shall we?
1: Oh, Cadet Kelly released in 2012 as a Disney Channel original movie.
0: Really? I mean, sorry, 2002. Sorry, 2002. Excuse me. There we go. So that... Yeah, that works with my suspicion. And if you are, for some reason, possessed of the disposition to hurt yourself very quickly, this movie was made in the wake of 9-11. So we're just gonna hit and, the ground running and say this: this movie is is propaganda about how to properly use girl power to serve your country.
1: It is. I mean, it's not the first time we. Po- it's not the first time this has happened, and I guarantee you, it won't be the last. Le- won't be the last, but oh, in the that's... wake of nine eleven, but in the wake of nine eleven, you know what the American society, the American society needed something, and go- gosh darn it, if Disney Channel wasn't going to pave the way,
0: they, is that what we're calling this? <laughs> I will call this an effort. This was certainly a, a thing I saw.
1: What <laughs> was it? Military propaganda? Was the girl empowerment movie? Was it a closeted gay romance film? We are about to discuss all these things and more.
0: Oh God, we really are. So the yes, movie we are. starts with with just a slow, like a slow pan over what we are told is New York,
1: because of course yeah, we
0: just do. and just Hillary, just accept
1: that it's going to be New York.
0: And Hilary Duff is an upper class as an upper class art student, which means that. Much like any follower of the liberal agenda, just sort of gets to uh, do ribbon dancing as a course and and major in colors like pink.
1: This was, wait, was this a course and a major? My guy, she's 14. She's 14.
0: We're working from a place of fiction and anger. Keep up. We're not here to be nice. But okay. anyway, we so, see that she enjoys fashion, friendship, art, and photography, with her divorced dad, who was definitely bringing that energy.
1: Dress, so divorced mom, a, remember? She, remember yeah. the mom is dating the father.
0: Wait, yeah, but her divorced what? dad is like he shows up as oh. a plot point in the movie, and he's the photographer. Right, right, right,
1: right, right, right. Go ahead.
0: And he's a free spirit, but her mom's like, I need someone reliable and regimented, so. Uh, that, that's the movie's quote-unquote conflict in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. I, I hate to break it to you, but all of this movie is the fallout of one grown woman deciding which guy she's going to be with and dragging her daughter along for the ride.
1: Right, because that's what you said when you were watching this movie. That is verbatim what he said. You know what? Nope, gonna roll past it. Gonna roll past it. Anyway, uh, are we,
0: just, It seems like you want to talk about it.
1: No, I'm going to roll past it because uh, I want to roll past it. I'm just going to say, like, um
0: Look, we got maybe Cadet, another hour and 45 minutes of movie left. Cadet Kelly is way longer than I remembered. Cadet Kelly,
1: basically Cadet Kelly, um, Professor Oaks, her daughter, essentially. <laughs> like, you're going to military school. And don't question who this person is that I'm bringing to the house while you're gone. You're going to military school.
0: God, that makes so it so much worse. Because despite the guy actually having a name, they both call him Sir multiple times. And so does the movie. And that is, and
1: so do the credits. So do the, the credits.
0: Wildest energy to bring to something.
1: <laughs> Brigad- Brigadier General Joe Sir Maxwell, played by Gary Cole.
0: He did good work, actually. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, K- Kelly is now just shipped off to boarding school—a military boarding school. That's there's no. Uh, you would think that would be the arc of the story of like trying not to go or making a decision about it. Nope. That, nope. that part of self-expression or like putting your own boundaries, like and juxtaposing them with your parents about direction you want to take it. Will. That's Nope, fuck all that. We Will? To some jingoism.
1: Will? Yeah? The movie's called Cadet Kelly. The movie's called Cadet Kelly.
0: Look, we could have done so much more with this film.
1: The movie's called what, Will?
0: Cadet Kelly. I remember. I'm uh-huh. just not happy.
1: That's Don't push. Look, don't push what the, you want the movie to be. Judge the movie on what it is and, ha- and how it fails at that.
0: Oh, uh, then it fails on proper storytelling or informing the relationships between these characters, even though these are supposed to be characters we care about and have established relationships already. So instead of seeing the characteristics about that, we see we see Kelly um, fuck up a fishbowl that could have been saved by literally anyone in the room, including the person that just walked in. Better.
1: There there we go. So off to George Washington Academy because it is named George Washington.
0: Called it that. They were right. not even <laughs> trying to cover this shit up.
1: No, they weren't. Why not just call, why not just call it Twin Towers High?
0: Because Freedom and Patriotism Academy. We worked through a long list and we we just had to go for George Washington. Anyway, that was doesn't the- matter because Kelly is an individual. We're going to stomp that right the fuck out over the course of this film. But that's not the point because right now Kelly is arranging all of her souvenirs from home and her letters mm-hmm. and her rainbow blanket, which is way hindsight.
1: Okay, to be fair, the, I don't know if the rainbow had been co opted by the LGBT by the LGBT plus uh, plus society at that at that point yet, but it definitely it definitely is a little wild now.
0: Honestly, more power to her if like they. If it did happen and that was intentional, sure, but basically sure. it's Kelly's first day, and no one me? has told her anything about how any of this works so like any normal fucking person, she's actually lost. this somehow bites her in the ass. They didn't hand her a pamphlet they just said, "Go to this room, pick a bed. it's yours now like that
1: Oh, but uh don't. But we're not folks because we waste no time in getting into one of Will and I's favorite favorite bad movie tropes, the the best friend black girl
0: or the black best friend. Take your pick. The black best friend can come in any sort of flavor. They can be gay, straight, non-binary, asexual, mm-hmm. but what matters is and in some cases, they don't even have to be black. They just have to have a significantly darker skin tone relative to the protagonist. And mostly exist to further their character development, as opposed to being fully-fledged characters in themselves. What's really also
1: Grace? Nope, her name is Carla.
0: Don't know where Grace came from. All right, so Carla is
1: played by Carla, played by Andrea Lewis. Remember, everyone, the black best friend is quite often going to be the one that speaks the thoughts that you, as an audience member, are having. They're going to be your avenue into this movie. And treat them with the respect they deserve as such.
0: That being said, I'm sorry that you're watching this with us. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I'm not. Maybe you wanted to, like, after hearing all of this, take these stories for a spin yourself. More power to you. But have anyway. fun.
1: Have fun. Have fun. Or I'm not your dad. I just hope, you have, I just hope you're I hope you enjoying yourself. But anyway, Kelly and Carla, Kelly and Carla sort of get set get set up at military academy. Well, Carla, Carla excuse me. Excuse me. No, yeah, yeah, no. Her name's Carla. Gets set up at military school. Carla tries to shore the ropes, but Kelly has a difficult time adapting, mostly because of one of one Captain Jennifer Stone, who, gasp, is going to is going to have a become a romantic rival between her and one Cadet Major Brad Rigby.
0: He was played by Iceman Man in the X Men films.
1: <laughs> but you know what? If the X Men films take place canonically in the Disney Ch- Channel original movie universe, this would be so much better to me.
0: And that's fair. Uh, also, this romantic subplot goes nowhere with nobody.
1: Just just getting that out of the way real fast. This is just here for comedy.
0: Yeah, no, it is. It is. It doesn't even properly set up a rivalry between the two because uh, Miss Stone uh, tends to hate Kelly. On-site. Like, it's it's zero to a hundred with just how Riff. they hate this person.
1: And it doesn't get better for the longest course of the movie,
0: I don't think. No, uh, it... Uh, okay, so a few things happen. Uh, in which Kelly tries to acclimate to military role... Uh, Just how to refer to people of rank, getting the steps right, uh, proper accessorizing with your uniform. I'm not even kidding. These are all things she does. But then, in a moment of being afraid of heights and not overcoming it while doing a drill, Kelly is effectively kept in... uh, well, out in the rain. And it's, uh, it's not normal rain. It's like some real boys-to-men, jagged-edge, baby-take-me-back sort of rain. Like, it's the rain of regrets. It's a good rain, though. You ever get caught in it? Just sing a little bit. But that is when Kelly makes a friend, gets better, slightly overcomes her fear of heights, uh, then slides down a muddy hill directly into a cadet's ball. Oh, yeah, there's one of those in this film. It doesn't matter. And... Just collides with uh, Cadet Stone, who is wearing a pure white dress at this moment, and because of course dan- she is dancing with Iceman, I'm going to call him that for the rest of this film
1: because it makes it better for
0: me, it really does, anyway. Mm-hmm. And so Stone is reasonably pissed
1: and reports and- Kelly to oh and reports uh- Kelly to her uh to her potential stepfather slash, slash uh. Brigadier General, uh, Mr. Sir.
0: And just from that, Kelly decides, all right, I'm going to, while, the, while Stone is sleeping, just give them a rainbow streak in their hair. And it's like, <laughs> and it's like they got licked by a magical cow. It is stiff. It is rainbow colored. And I'm pretty sure that thing could stop a bullet. It was impressive.
1: I don't know if it, look. There is, okay, folks, uh, just a little sidebar. There is a very, very well-made ma- well video on the idea that Cadet Carrie Kelly might be might be a gay uh, uh, coming-out story. Sorry, not a gay coming-out story, excuse me, but have several gay undertones in it. I have not watched the full video. I have it on good authority that it is very well-made, and I want to believe that this is the point for it.
0: Uh, honestly, they're throwing a lot of rainbows. And I don't know if that's a direct link, but I, I do want it to be there. I will acknowledge that this is going to undermine my objectivity, but this is a podcast about movie critiquing. Objectivity we are no- doesn't exist.
1: And if anyone tells you that they're a crit- critic and therefore completely objective, don't trust them on anything else they say. Because it's one thing to be a critic, but it's another thing to be a liar about it.
0: Yep. We, we're We're just harsh. We like watching yeah. bad movies.
1: Yeah, you've heard us talk. You've heard us talk about black people in movies. You think that comes from a place of objectivity? No, absolutely not at all.
0: Fucking not. But uh, as as Kelly is getting court-martialed, uh, she does apologize. It does not help. Finally, an accurate depiction of the American justice system. <laughs> mm. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> After that, uh, while the she court pretty and- much. Sir, I can't believe we have to call him that, is, is significantly less pleased. And he decides, I'm going to put Kelly in the position of something that was near and dear to me, that she made fun of. Something that, when you put it in perspective, feels very petty and, like, meaningless and un- He puts her on the drill team. And the drill team has no, never won a, a championship. No, no, let's get something
1: straight. No, I want to get something straight. She, he doesn't put her on the drill team. He requires her to shine the shoes of the drill team.
0: Because she looked down on drill team members. And while proper mm-hmm. team building requires a model of respect and just not looking down on the people you're going to be on a team with, no matter what their responsibility is. I'm serious. Even in wars, someone's got to do the dishes and cook the food. That's just a fact of life.
1: There is no look. Say what you will. Say what you will about war and its armies, but if you're going to be in one, there never slouch on any member. Each one contributes something. We can't all be DPS.
0: In fact, half of us can't tank. Look at the mm-hmm. actual tanks we have built. But. All that to say, uh, sir throws Kelly up under the locker room. Because they don't have prisons here. Not yet, anyway.
1: No, it's, it's kind of wild. I, it, I don't, this was made in, again, 2002. It's been about 20 years since then. I don't know if they have prisons and, prisons and military camps nowadays. So I'm, and I'm not going to ask that question. I, I don't want to find out.
0: I'm pretty sure the FBI is listening to us right now. Hi, I'm rewatching. At Kelly for all this symbolism that we're finding, but mm. I'll but do I, it again.
1: And I promise you, right, right now, keep listening. It's gonna get, it's gonna get worse. The next two movies, so much worse.
0: You Still there, bud?
1: Oh, I'm yeah, I'm still here. Can you hear me?
0: Great, yeah, I can hear you. Now, where were we? Ah. Uh, at this point, we're about halfway through the movie. If we have trimmed a lot of the fat, and I was. I wasn't crying this time. I was just I, I wasn't prepared for
1: it. It's also that's a thing about Disney Channel original movies and it's a, they are fatty. And it's unnecessarily fatty because they all about hit that 90 minute run to run time that you have to hit. So it just feel I really feel like a lot of Disney Channel original movies are just after school specials that got extended to be a feature length that got extended to feature length film time.
0: Because I, like I gotta say, I was really expecting a tight ninety out of here, and I did not know ninety minutes could feel like the rest of my life. But anyway,
1: because it's an hour forty or an or ninety six, depending on who you ask. But it really feel it really you feel all in all ninety six in minutes. But you know what? Let, we're not gonna drag that out. Anyway, joins the drill team.
0: Yep, yeah, because uh, she's shines boots enough and is just a grooving on her own. Iceman's. Iceman's like, alright, here's how you shine the shoes. You ha- then they have this scene, this scene just reappeared in my mind because it was like, there was something about this movie that was really bothering me earlier. What was it? It was the scene where they literally had them like kissing boots. That was wild to me.
1: That was that was weird. That was, Like, even for Disney, even for Disney Channel's PG rating, rating for movies, that one was a little weird.
0: Like, they were shining the shoes, they were kissing the shoes. Is this is this what they thought romantic subtext was? Because I, I promise never you, want to see it again.
1: I promise you, we can do better. We can always do better,
0: or at least, God, we can do worse than we should. But <laughs> I digress. While Kelly is shi- shining shoes and actually developing respect for the drill team, as Sir wanted, she and Stone. Get into an impromptu dance battle
1: using drill team moves
0: because actually, hold on, why did that happen?
1: Okay, so the idea was that Kelly, was, Kelly wanted to incorporate new moves into the drill team, and Captain Stone had some moves of her own. Moves of her own. And uh, Rigby, remember him, Rigby, remember him, the guy they're both fighting over, thought, hey, those would actually be kind of sweet to have for regionals because there's drill team regionals. So, Captain Stone and Kelly sort of go back and forth, back and forth on developing some new moves. Yep, yeah,
0: and uh, this is when... I can't believe we have to call this man Rigby. Uh, so... uh, you
1: might want to try that again. You cut out just a little bit.
0: Oh, uh, Rigby, I can't believe we have to call him that. So... Uh, Seasons... It's Iceman or Rigby. Yep. So... Team to take a little bit of a break from tradition so that we could add more to it because honestly I think our routines are a little stale. Which is honestly fair move, fair call you gotta make for the sake of the team and all seeing as we have gone from mm-hmm. a military institution uh, acclamation film to to just military bring it on. Not that I mind.
1: I, just... I, I like some I like some of the bring it on movie bring it on movies, so I, I can't fight it. I mean There's... I I don't want to fight it too hard.
0: It's it's very much like a. Well, it's the same question I ask almost every episode, Josh. How did how did we get here? (laughs) But uh, I am looking. I am looking into it. Apparently, the drill team is considered like a massive honor. So you know, Mm -hmm. I I guess I I guess like now I'm learning this information. Maybe maybe Sir wasn't mad enough. and the color guard are really big deals. Which I get, like, they're ceremonial positions, you know, they're supposed to showcase the best stuff that your group is doing. So I get it. i like, I I didn't know that. Hmm.
1: All Alright, but let's... But we're about two-thirds of the way through the movie, let's see if we can't push through.
0: Oh yeah, Uh, so the team is immediately on board with Kelly's new moves. And Mm -hmm. uh, we think... That the movie's about to wrap up in a nice little they're gonna go to regionals, they're gonna be they're gonna be the best team. Walk away learning a lesson about working for like the cohesiveness of the unit within the bound and still being yourself within the very restricted bounds of that. And then I I check the clock. There's a half hour left in this film. And a sense of dread washes over me. As I ponder the dreadful thought. Of what the fuck are they going to fill 30 more minutes with? We've had our arcs. We've gone through this shit already. What, do you just have and, big credits? They do not have big credits.
1: No, what we do have is a stepfather that we forgot to do something with. So let's use that guy.
0: That and Kelly's that New York, who actually, in what I would like to call just a real bro move, just solid friendship technique came down from New York or maybe like they're in Vermont or something or came up from New York they don't really tell you where things are to see her do drill even though she does not get it at all just really soft serve support and Kelly goes this is my this is like one of my best friends I think yeah I think that was I think that was grace either that or for some reason the word grace is stuck in my head and she says this in front of Carla, who then goes, I, I thought we were best friends. Which, by the way, you can have multiple best friends. Yes, you very, can. But, Ke- but Kelly was wilding a little bit there. <laughs> that was wild. Just emotional intelligence. Maybe you'll be in less of these situations, cadet. But
1: 14, 14 year, 14 year olds. Well, 14 year olds.
0: Oh, that is true. That is true, I'm sorry. I'm very used to people portraying teenagers being like 25 or some shit. So, Like, I'm sorry.
1: I'm sorry, y'all. The last time I saw a teenager that was
0: actually a teenager on
1: on TV, I think was Good Boys.
0: Yeah, that's believable. It'd be wild if they were like
1: 28.
0: (laughs) Uh, That'd be wild, I'm sorry.
1: Oh, you know what? Probably Stranger Things, too. Alright, moving on.
0: Yeah, anyway. We were talking about better media. It's time to get back to this. Mm -hmm. So we have a brief arc about that. It's resolved in less time than it is actually set up when Kelly just sort of takes something that her mom said earlier, where it's like it's not that I it's not that I love you less, it's just that I've known them longer. Or I've loved them longer. Which is fine. Wild for, to I say guess. It's just it's just real wild that mm-hmm. like, Like, this was a little bit of a snub for Carla, because it's very much like a, yeah, but you didn't even introduce me to your friend. You just sort of introduced us all en masse, like you were the main character of the whole thing. Like, if Carla wanted to be mad about more shit, I understand. But, uh, at this point, we have 20 minutes left in the film. And I'm thinking, alright, that was weird, but now we can go to this competition. And we do, actually. And we? we go to the competition for a little bit, and we notice that Kelly is looking for her bl- for her biological dad. Oh. There. And she's panicking. And it's like, you know what? That's Are fair. You? That's fair. Uh, I'm sure he's fine. Mm-hmm. Turns out he conked his head trying to catch a picture of a condor and fell off a cliff. That's not even a joke. That's just what happened.
1: Like, we, like, I, I'm trying to figure out if who in the writing room decided that's how we introduce conflict.
0: How we introduce conflict.
1: Just have him fall off a cliff.
0: That's amazing. That's and great. Kelly, instead of telling anyone, because you know that whole Moral about teamwork, <laughs> uh, fuck all that. We got conflict in me. <laughs> I do not want peace. I want problems always. Cadet Kelly. But, I digress. So, we get down to it, and somehow, Kelly and Sir... After bailing on the team, managed to find exactly where Kelly's dad is, and Kelly's like, "All right, we need to call. We need to call Nevak. Let's do that." And Kelly's like, "Hold on. There's rope in the car. I can rappel down, overcoming my fear of heights and saving my father." She doesn't say it exactly like that, but the movie sort of does, and we get a brief bit of tension. Kelly loses her grip, the branch breaks, she catches herself, but the rope is too short. So she cannot pull them back up. And neither can Sir, despite this rope being tied to a tree. But you know, it's because like who's got the ups like that while carrying a person?
1: Mm. I mean at this if you, point I mean if this you got a
0: five foot vertical carrying a two hundred pound man, be my guess.
1: I'm I'm impressed. I'm perfectly impressed, but um I ain't got it like that. That there are ways it's for movie drama. We can. I can
0: accept that. And I have no choice but to. So we uh-huh. we, we somehow save them both. We come back in time for like the final round. I don't know how long.
1: Wait, wait. You're missing one point, sir. Ca- sir calls her Kelly. Sir calls her Kelly rather than Cadet. This one time, he shows her that kind of fatherly love.
0: Yeah, I guess that is good from a character perspective, you know? We spent maybe... Mm -hmm. This was was a long movie. We spent maybe eight minutes with this guy.
1: Yep. And he also hugs her rather than saluting her.
0: And uh, I just wish I would have seen more development on that front. Uh, It does feel a little out of the blue because Sir has played very much like a carceral figure. (sighs) Is he not?
1: No, no, no. He, no, he is. I, I don't know. It feels like the culmination of character development without, the, without the bridge that led me here. That's all I'm saying.
0: And and here's the thing. I I can do a hop, skip, and a jump sometimes, but it really starts hurting the knees if you do it all the time. You know.
1: Yeah. But yeah, yeah. That's it. You know what? Yeah, that's it. You know what? Yeah, that's fair. Sorry, I'm just taking a pause to actually consider actually consider it because like sometimes I can see I can see like the use of stressful situations as a method for as a method for rapid character growth, but I don't I do feel like it's more of a cop out. And here I, I want them to have that kind of emotional reconcilia- reconciliation, but it just happened quickly. I, I guess that's
0: all I'm saying. That and like they never actually in an informal context where there wasn't like a massive power balance imbalance. Discussed what the issue they had with each other was, and luckily the movie does somewhat intelligently play this out, where Sir is bewildered by Kelly's uh, free spiritedness, and Kelly hates Sir's like strict regimentation. Mm-hmm. And while Kelly, well, Kelly's free spiritedness is only played as a flaw within like the military institution. An institution that she did not choose to be in. It is luckily also treated as a strength, where we don't get to see that sort of backplay with Sir. That is a man that can only relax for the sake of the film.
1: But isn't like what you? But isn't that like what you? What you want to happen? cause Both both of them. One's too regimented, regimented, and the other one's too free. Free spirited, free, free, and the other one—I don't want to say he's too free spirit Free spirited, but I guess the movie wants you to learn, wants her to be able to learn a lesson, in discipline while still being while still being in this situation. So Sir's, Sir's character flaw is too regimented, and we do see that do see him fall back a little bit on that.
0: Yeah, I would want that somewhat, but at a certain point, assuaging does not become acting as a free spirit.
1: But, like, does Sir need to go so far as to become a free spirit, or, can,
0: or is it enough of his character to just pull back a little bit? In his character, I'd say it's more pulling back. Though what, no, saying, would, yeah. though what I do think would have worked as, like, as well, because this is a Disney Channel movie, I'm not exactly supposed to walk in here expecting the Criterion Collection, but I've been surprised before. I do think something that could have worked would have been it's very much like a, oh, this is an ending of a Disney movie type of thing. It's just Disney did the wrong Disney for me. Sir so mm-hmm. could have been like, all right. Just offering the olive branch of, maybe you could look at, like, the other drill team regiments and see if there's something that we can do for next year.
1: Okay. Yeah, I can do it. All right, yeah, I'll give you that. that because
0: it was very much, like, if we were to play this out as a give-and-take relationship, Kelly's giving a lot. And, sir, that's true. Takes less. And that does not establish equilibrium.
1: That's true. Yeah, okay, okay that's true.
0: But uh, we now have uh, Kelly's unconscious and very irresponsible bio dad to wake up. So, after that, uh, and getting oh, him God. into an ambulance where he is likely concussed, but honestly. Wow, I did not expect them to find him in a realistic situation, so that worked out. Kelly goes back, and while Stone is pretty much doing, like, a duet part by herself, Kelly pretty much crashes into the scene. And this is ridiculous, and I know this part so well, because I I wrote it down. They do a duet drill with a ribbon to one woman revolution which is not i don't i i don't what? think that's the place for that song i but i'm a little i'm more than a little confused
1: right now will i thought you said, do we want the free spirit of this or not man i'm confused
0: not the free spirit is the character but the uh, and it being made badly is just sort of a jarring shift from the drama that we had earlier. For Me, I experienced the guitar. All right, he's in the bus. So- At the same time, I can have complex okay. feelings about Cadet Kelly, oh god, that's gonna be the title for this episode, isn't it?
1: Sure, sure is. Also, also, like, I guess my thing is. I don't know how hard to reel on a movie where not that much thought was given, in, was given into it. Like I, I guess like, I guess like at a certain point I'm like asking, how mean do I need to be at the Power Rangers for, being, for not being Citizen Kane? Like, I, that's my
0: thing. I mean, that's fair. Also, to longtime listeners and first-time listeners, if it seems like we're being more contemplative or even, dare we say, nicer to these films, give it a minute. We're going to explain yeah. why. But uh, to wrap up, Cadet Kelly, Kelly then finds out that Stone and Rigby, this is their last year to do drill. Oh, uh, they mm-hmm. don't win. They get runner-up, but it's still pretty yep. sick because that's the anyone in the school's ever gotten.
1: Yeah, we got second place, and that's pretty great.
0: I think they lost to Valley Forge, and I know a guy that went to Valley Forge. There is no shame in losing to Valley Forge. <laughs> There's, there's no, no sand in that game.
1: Like it, it's Valley Forge, guys. What do you want? What do you want? There's a whole different movie of Valley Forge just rolling up. Like, yeah, we got
0: this. Yeah, and honestly, that movie is—it's more dynamic from a mechanical perspective. I would like to think. And yes, well, it's
1: called. Yes, well, that's because it's called Major Pain.
0: Well, yes, yes, it is. But uh, basically, <laughs> uh, with all of that and the unrequited love between Kelly and Jennifer, never to be made, the movie just sorta... Ends? Yeah, it just sorta ends. It just stops. It just gives up. We don't know if
1: she keeps going to military school or not, or... What?
0: No, we don't... I guess lessons are learned. I
1: guess lessons are learned. Okay, closing thoughts. I don't know. Okay, closing thoughts. Cadet Kelly is is a movie that was made after 9-11 to give people a bit of boost in the, To give people a bit of boost in faith in the American military. It features a lot of Disney Disney veneer and tries to teach, teach lessons on maturity, on maturity, respect, respect, and respect, while also having lessons on free spirited free spiritedness and the antithesis and the antithesis of these things.
0: Um, I, I guess my final thoughts on Cadet Kelly. Uh, if anyone can tell, I was confused in part by this movie. But things become clear when you place it within the historical context and the times in which it was made. This was a time of very rampant... No, patriotism makes it sound good. Uh, nationalism. And you could see American flags everywhere. People were so mad about France not deciding to go to war with Iran and Iraq that they changed it to Freedom Fries for like two months. That was ridiculous. It really was a thing that I forgot about. But That's yeah, that a thing that fucking happened. Like, at this time, people were... Now, during this period of recording, we are still dealing with a rampant coronavirus... Uh, People are leaving their jobs more than ever, and obviously more power to them. If they don't pay you your worth, leave. You know, if you can help it. Sometimes material constraints aren't that nice. But within that context, relative to this context, it's it's not the same amount of crazy, and it's definitely not the same type. And with that, Cadet Kelly comes across as somewhat confusing, because it wants to be a movie about... Working towards the betterness of the whole and not losing the self, and in way, in some ways, it falls flat and lends to imagery and alternate interpretations that I'm pretty sure weren't intended. Because, like one bit that I don't think we talked enough about is that Kelly's dad, when he hurt her biological dad, not Sir, when he falls off a cliff, he's just shown as being reckless, and if we really wanted to like create an even hand for that, we should have seen more of how that free-spiritedness turned into recklessness. Because without that awareness and context, and without the direct attribution of Kelly being in the military making it capable to save her dad instead of being like resourceful and brave, it just comes off as him being a dumbass. And I feel like that um, a lot of characters end up being dumbasses when they don't need to be if you just explain the motivation a little bit more to the audience or just play the scene a little differently. And I'm sure that's I... that could be leveled at any movie. But with Cadet Kelly, even within like the realm of Disney Channel movies, because, uh, I'm sorry, of the Irish is still here doing numbers, That it hurts it. It weakens it even within the space that we're trying to consider it. I'm. That I. Feels does good. not help things.
1: The runtime doesn't. The runtime doesn't help things. I'm willing to give it a little bit more. A little bit more grace. I don't think. You, I don't think getting blindsided by a bird and falling off a cliff means that you're a mor- means that you're a moron. I think that, that I think that that's an unfortunate accident. Accident, and I can't. And I don't really say that we get enough of the stepf- stepfather one way or another to make, make to say that he's a moron. I think. I do think that certain characters can be characterized better characterized better, and I think that's stir- and I think the plot points move a little too fast. But I'm willing to give more gra- more grace since this is a movie that was tar- that does have to also be targeted to children. Uh,
0: and I, I, this is something I've been evolving on. I'll admit, I feel like I feel like I should expect more of you because you have to hold both children and adults. And uh, this did come up in the "We Can Be Heroes" episode. Yes, if it you did. Wanna hear me go from zero to the tw- fucking twenty in exhaustion listen to that episode, what I've been through, watch that movie, but don't. I promise you it's not good.
1: It is not, That one I that one that one I don't have any excuses for.
0: But I, I said then and I still think now that because you are at children and you still have to hold adults and have them think that this is acceptable, you have to put in more work. I I am slowly coming to the opinion that Making something that is distinctly for children is really, really hard. And making something for both audiences is even harder. I, I'm not sure if I can go as far as to say that if you want to make something strictly for adults, it's easy. Art is hard in general, but that you get more leeway when you are saying adults only than when you are trying to go for a general or mixed audience. And because of that, uh, along with like bad pacing and trying to cram the arcs of two entirely separate films into the last thirty minutes. Cadet Kelly suffers a lot. But you know, I, I have mixed feelings about Cadet Kelly, I guess. that's, that's, that's fine. That
1: is okay. So let's give so let me ask you then, where would you rate it? For, where would you finally rate it?
0: Oh, I was mildly irritated by this film. No not irritated, I was mildly annoyed by this film i w- i was I, I was, was... drawn to levels of ire or boredom that you're about to fucking hear about, but oh well, here
1: we go yeah oh, yeah, well, let's go, let's get into that in a second, so yeah mildly mildly irritated you said
0: yeah uh, I would say mildly irritated to mildly annoyed. I wouldn't do it mm. in excess, but I also like wouldn't for a nostalgia trip watch Cadet Kelly again,
1: yeah, like it's more, for me, it's more like more like. I will. It's a very Disney. It's a very Disney makes a movie about the military. Military kind of move. Kind of movie, and I don't think Disney and the military mix too well in the best, of the, best of days. And so for that, it's a confusing movie for me pinned pinned down.
0: Doug's military record.
1: Not the podcast for that.
0: Are you sure though. his middle name is Fauntleroy?
1: Anyway, my rating <laughs> is—I'll yeah, w- say—I'll say mildly, mildly ambivalent. Mo- primarily ambivalent. I wouldn't go back to watch the watch this, but I don't, but I don't carry quite the torch for it that you quite the torch for it that you have. I'll, I'll be—I'm man enough to admit that one.
0: Uh, that's that's fair. I mean, I. I, I tried to get into it. I really did. I wanted to take it on its own terms. And sometimes you just walk out confused when you do that. Speaking of confusing, our next film is... <laughs> God damn it. It's Fear.com. The okay, second so, worst horror movie ever released to major theater release.
1: Okay, so let me put it like this. Me and Will, like just as you know... As you know, me might have had a li- Will might have felt a little bit more strongly about Cadet Kelly than I did. I did. We are in complete agreement on fear.com. I am not 100%. gonna lie. I'll if you if you want to get blown, fear.com and Cadet Kelly came out the exact same year and have the exact same runtime.
0: And you know what's terrible? Cadet Kelly had better production value.
1: Right? Mm-hmm. I
0: think fear.com invested right. in that website. And set design and just nothing else.
1: Cadet Kelly had a better story. I'm sorry.
0: Cadet Kelly had a story.
1: Fear.com. Look, you all. Look, you all. Uh, peek behind the curtain. For these barrel verse episodes, I have only fallen asleep on two movies. This was one of them. Fear.com actually knocked me out.
0: I. I fought real hard to stay up. I didn't falter during this film. But I. It was tough. This movie was beating my ass.
1: Fear.com
0: <laughs> rocks by how bad this film was.
1: If you ever want to be bl- if you ever want to be blown away even harder, go look at film.com fear.com's Wikipedia page and look at Cadet Kelly. Fear.com has a lighter has a far less dense Wikipedia page than Cadet Kelly. There's less to talk about in the plot plot wise.
0: And you know what's terrible? The way that we're about to explain fear.com to you is going to be, in its entirety, more interesting and more entertaining than the movie itself.
1: It opened the same weekend as Spy Kids 2, The Island of Lost Dreams, and my big fat Greek wedding. And signs.
0: Okay, in all fairness, that would have been stiff competition anyway. Until it, 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 everyone yeah. like, saw signs and was like, really? That's the twist?
1: We still... Uh... And then what to see Spy Kids two, and then heard Steve Buscemi give one of the most legendary li- lines of that decade.
0: Do you think God two stays in heaven because he listened? Steve Buscemi and Spy Kids two fucking said that.
1: That's one of those lines that you put in that you put in like a quiz to ask where it came from: some Shakespearean novel, some Shakespearean novel, or Spy Kids two: The Island of Lost Dreams.
0: A movie that might be too good for us to watch, honestly. Those spy that, kid 4D.
1: That is right up our alley. That is right right up our
0: alley. We're approaching your home at a fast at a high speed. We are going to make you feel unsafe, movie. But fear.com is okay. Now here's the thing. I I wanted to like the concept of fear.com so goddamn much. Because, because here is here's the concept. The concept is that there is a website and that if you go to it, it will ask you to play a game. And that game is basically fucking hide and seek. And if you fail the game, which everyone does, you are killed by your worst fear. Now, doesn't that sound buck wild and interesting?
1: It at least sounds like you could do a lot with that lot with that it is you there's potential there's potential we can explore what put people into these fears in the first first place maybe you could have maybe you could um suddenly hint at what these people are terrified of terrified of and then it slowly stalks them in these amazing kids amazing kills uh when they finally visit the website after they finally visited the website no no I i don't get none of that
0: none of that uh now, you get a lot of fl- do you want you to get a lot of first thoughts, the plot the actual website or just the experience of fighting this thing
1: I want the experience because Fear.com went to the early 2000s middle school went to the early 2000s middle school version of filmmaking which means a lot of shaky cam a lot of black and flashing epileptic epilepsy inducing whole, whole, whole 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 lot of early 2000s blood rock
0: and this is without considering that for some reason a lot of a lot of early 2000s horror movies or sci-fi or thrillers really like the color blue for reasons I don't I, I like the color blue it's my favorite color but the way they like the color blue and the way I like the color blue were not the same at all it's kind of weird but that is neither here nor there you see, the story... Be- oh, also, the website gives you two hours to win this game of hide-and-seek. Mm-hmm. No, not two hours, two days. But the uh, hallucinations? Those kick in immediately.
1: <laughs> and that's about the... And that's about the best thing about this... And that's probably the best thing about this movie. The fact that... The fact that um, th- there, there is a stalking aspect to the fears before they get you. But it's just—I'm looking for something subtle and terrifying, not grab you by the face and shake you with, shake you with the fear kind of thing.
0: Hey, that's probably the one thing that would have woken you up, man.
1: I, I fair enough.
0: And honestly, I'm kind of happy <laughs> you missed some of this film. Okay. So let's uh, so let's begin with what the fuck this was. So okay. it starts with it starts with just. So, once again, the set design on this film is really good. Unfortunately, that's all I can say is going for it. That in the initial idea. So, a bespectacled man is walking down a New York... It's always New York. A New <laughs> York subway. They're clutching a briefcase. They're nervous. Their glasses are foggy in the pale light. And they notice a little girl in a white dress with, like, a... Imagine a long bob, or I guess bangs. They just... have bangs, and right over, just right over the eyebrows. Oh, the
1: entirety of the, everything about this girl, all of her aesthetic, imagine bone, bleached bone white. Everything, her hair, her dress, her skin, all the same hue of bleached bone white.
0: Even the ball she's holding. We're gonna Mm -hmm. talk about this fucking ball. Not because it's important, but because unlike everything else in this film, that ball is consistent. Now, this man, believing that there is a small child on the train tracks, well, subway tracks, same thing, Mm. tries to, uh, persuade her, warn her to get off the tracks because the train is coming. Then he tries to remove her himself and try and save her. Unfortunately, this little girl knows how to teleport, and in a strange case of nothing personnel, kid, uh accidentally traps this man on the subway to get hit by the subway. And that is when we are introduced to our protagonists. Two detectives with romantic tension. I believe their names are Mike Riley. Really? And Terry Houston, who's from the Department of Health. Uh, Why is the Department of Health looking at this? Um,
1: I have no idea now that I'm looking. Now that I'm looking at... I'm re-looking at some of the synopses on the movie and, movie, and Terry Houston is yeah, Department of Health researcher, and I have no idea what they're involved in this. Yeah, why are, why are I, you here? <laughs> the, the explanation that I get is that she's here because she's seen other victims with similar symptoms, so the two of them team up because there may be some form of a serial killer going in, on, going in on this.
0: Either that or it might be like some sort of pathogen. And there is something to be said about, like, digital viruses and sending just different types of signals that can have malicious effects over time. But that would be interesting, and fear.com.com is not that.
1: And so eventually, the, eventually they are able to deduce that every, vic- every victim soon after, every victim soon after they died, or before they died, their computer crashed. Don't ask me how they were able to find that out, but sure.
0: And then they so find they, out that, Oh, you got this.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> so they so they get a computer specialist to examine the hard drive. Examine the hard drive, see what's up. And they find out that each and every victim went to the same website prior to their video, prior to the computer crashing. That website,
0: well feel free to say it. Dot .com they spell out .com, and then they still make you enter the .com postscript. It makes me upset.
1: It, my kind of thing is like, nobody, my thing is like, they were, they were pitching this, the movie is called Fear.com, and it's one of those titles that is stupid, then, then you start getting into it, and then somehow the more you say it becomes stupid again. I don't know how they did that.
0: Well, look. If this was before a lot of computer science was expanded upon and publicized to the space that it is now, like it's been nineteen, twenty years since this movie was released, and so the public consciousness around the internet has increased substantially. But that just makes this movie so much worse.
1: Yeah, because you can look back on it. You can look back on it as a as somebody from 2021, and just see how bad it is. But the problem is, I was old enough to at least know something about the internet, internet in 2002, and I can remember that even for then, this website that they went to, fear.com.com, is trash. It's basically a snuff film site that shows that shows people getting brutally murdered in horrific, in horrific ways. And the rule of the website is, is that, and it sort of seems like they're streaming but not really streaming because streaming what isn't a thing yet, isn't a thing to that extent in 2002 but still kind of streaming these murder these murders and the more you watch it, watch it the more people you see hopping onto the stream
0: now this is a break to talk about some contemporary internet culture if you've heard about the dark web or the deep web or the undernet all different things by the way
1: Go to them at your own risk. Don't do that.
0: Yeah, uh, there's a reason you actually need a special tool to access these places. And it's not just for the free server space. But there is, and because there's always urban legends, this is a popular one, the online concept of a red room. A red room is typically a room much like the the setup in fear.com in which you just watch people die. Though you can do that on the clear net now, free, uh, red rooms typically ask for a sort of fee, and as cryptocurrencies increased, uh, they became a really good place to scam people. Really morbid sick people, but still people, probably. Now, if you should ever, for some reason, not heed my warning, access the deep web or the dark net or the undernet, and then still seek out a red room and you find a real one leave call the cops leave think you've just gotten back
1: I don't know how you've stumbled your way this hard and this far but whatever you thought was a joke or not real it has become real I know there's the idea that nothing on the internet is permanent or we live by behind a veil of anonymity stop thinking like that some stuff can be real
0: that story has ended. We're in this one now, and also uh, one one thing that I'm now realizing about this film: How the hell did this guy get that much bandwidth in a sewer?
1: I, you know what? Fair question. Fair question, especially again in the early two
0: thousands. I, I mean, I subway looked. getting good signal by a subway station is hard, let alone Nothing. in one.
1: Now, that think about it. They might have been straight up on dial
0: I almost threw what I was holding. I'm sorry.
1: Because you don't look, look. Some of you all might be too young to remember dial-up, but you will never, you will never know the awkward pain of having to make sure nobody was on the phone when you tried to get on the get on the internet because all internet because all internet was passed through phone lines.
0: Also, just the wilderness of using dial-up in a public space. Oh How my did we gosh! The but- cat's this man.
1: Forget about Red Room. Red Rooms. I'm sorry. In two early in 2002, he had to be one of like a couple hundred to maybe a thousand people in New York that had wireless internet.
0: And even then, you you can find a person through that. This probably shouldn't have been finding this man. All right. All
1: right. Wait. We haven't even described this man yet because we haven't talked about the murder. We haven't talked about the killer. Oh, by the way, Denise jumped out. Denise, the uh, forensic specialist who was looking to. Who's looking for the website in the first place. Yeah, she jumps out a window when she sees this, these horrors.
0: Also, there's a forensic specialist who's looking into this. Uh, she is important because she designs the best set in this movie. Like, when, when the hallucinations start hitting, you pretty much have two options, and they are, for some reason in this movie, very binary options. You can either work through it and retain your sanity, maybe even solve a mystery and save your own life or you succumb to the madness immediately. There is no in-between. This woman was ranting and raving about cockroaches spewing out of her body and her reflection while carving and drawing binary code across this room in swirls. It was amazing. I'm sorry, it was, it, just, it was just really no, impressive.
1: No, you're, no, you're right. It, no, you're right. It was great. It was great, and it was honestly a little too good for this movie. A little too good for this movie, if I may be the one to say it.
0: Oh, no, it, it was definitely too good for this movie. I would just have a room designed like that. It it was neat. It was, I'm
1: just... I, it's just... It's wild to think that while this movie is premiering, two movie theaters down, Triple X is being played. Is being premiered for the first time ever, and Vin Diesel is taking the world by storm.
0: Are you just looking at other movies to get your mind off of what the hell fear.com has done to you?
1: No. You see, what I do, you see, no- I've started doing this thing when we make these recordings, where I look for information about the movie itself, as well as well as surrounding movies that were competing with it at the time. And, and two and in the box office opening in 2002, to for fear.com, it had to box with signs, My Big Fat Greek Wed- Wedding, Triple X, and Spy Kids 2.
0: Yeah, there was no coming out of that a winner. That no, a no, one.
1: absolutely not. No, absolutely not. It came, in, it came in a clean fifth place. And honestly, exactly what it deserves.
0: Oh, no. But nah, we, can, we can aim lower. This movie deserves that. <laughs> <laughs> this movie deserves that. But anyway... So, uh, the health inspector, I mean the health agent, and the detective find out through the death of a police officer that this is via the website. And they stack their computers really precariously for reasons I don't understand. And so they both immediately promise each other to not go to the website. That what do you think to happens? In 20 minutes. I
1: was about to ask, what do you all think happens 20 minutes later? And you know the wild thing? And you know the wildest of wild things about this what's his na- what's his name the male uh, pro- male protagonist Terry Terry for- Terry is guilt ridden that Denise died because he feels like it was his fa- his fault for getting her involved in the first place no no uh re- no recollection that of course, she's a forensics investigator, so this kind of thing is a responsibility responsibility. but he, of course, we've got to have that hero guilt hero guilt. but anyway. Even after knowing the website kills you 48 hours after you look into it, they both jump right onto the website.
0: And you know what happens? They start seeing that fucking ball again. <laughs> I'm sorry. That ball haunts me.
1: <laughs> that ball haunts all of us. That little, gir- that little girl hangs out with Pennywise and Sewers.
0: Also, uh, we do get some actual detective work done. Shocking, I know. Uh, we find out that uh, the little girl is the childhood form of a murder victim who was killed by the the killer, who we will talk about shortly after this, was a hemophiliac explaining why they are so pale, grew up (laughs) to be beautiful in their mother's own words, and that they disappeared around a certain, like, location. Now, this is all very well and good if we were just going to do a normal detective drama, and honestly, I wish we did
1: would have been... it. This almost would have been better as just a detective drama. It. I mean, essentially that is what it is. A bad detective drama with a cheesy... Pl- with a kind of cheesy twist that they don't fully twi- turn into.
0: Yeah, it's... it's wild. So anyway, when Terry goes to the site, he's just like, alright, um... I'm not even gonna ask what the game is. I am just willing to play. So, for more information. And... The website is is cool with this, I guess. And then we get a bunch of subliminal images, uh, quote-unquote subliminal. It's just a bunch of really quick cuts of different things. Imagine those scenes in the ring that were random and disjointed that created, like, this seed of fear in the audience. And aim lower. And then put a woman doused in, like, white paint in a hallway, just on the ground. Because you're going to see that three times. And I wish I could explain to you why,
1: but... because the mo- because I promise you the movie does not commit to does not commit to explaining. But you know what? It's kind of a thing with this movie in general. Look, I'm a proponent, of course, of show don't t- show don't tell that things can, that things can be handled organically. Organically, however, the movie doesn't really explain to you the logic of how it works. Like, will if I were to ask you why do people die forty eight hours after? Forty-eight hours after what, looking at the site, what would you tell me?
0: Fuck, fine. Now,
1: it—it's it, such a central part of the movie. Why is the site haunted? Like it's so
0: the hard. the ring, the
1: the ring, which clearly this movie is taking some of its inspiration from. From you are very clear in understanding of why people are dying. There is a demon. There is a demon haunting this VHS. To, this VHS that hunts you down seven days after after you watch it. Boom, boom, point blank, clear. If there's a demon in the site, great. But there's no. But the criminal isn't demonic. The criminal is a man, and the little girl is the one haunting the site, right? The little girl's the one haunting the site.
0: Yeah, no, that is correct. Uh, that but is, she was. By m- the way, that's the biggest and wildest twist of the movie. Uh, yeah. So, the little girl is a just like a child form of the ghost of a grown-up murder victim who was an adult when they got murdered, and they use the website to reach out to people who can like find their corpse and bring the person who uh, did them into justice. Now, here's what's wild. At this point, this ghost has the similar body count to the person she is tracking down.
1: Oh, you know what? You know what? Apparently, the movie explained it, but I think we glossed over, we glossed over it. This I is what they were going to hear how this works. This is what they were going over, going over. The man who the man who killed the little girl, the little girl, who I'm going to give, um, who I'm going to try, attempt to find her name, but for now I'm just calling the little girl, recorded it as a snuff film and murdered her. That's what he's been doing to all of his victims, and she was furious because the people that knew she was dying and being tortured tortured didn't help but bet on how it was going to happen so she's made her own so she has created a ghost site yes that is what yes it, that is what it is called on this called on this site a ghost site known as fear.com where you where people who watch these where the same voyeurs who watched her get tortured are going to die die in their by their own worst fears
0: wow all of that could have been explained way better in the film literally just by her saying it
1: she, tor- she apparently goes on to torture Pratt for about 48 hours Pratt being the uh, main bad guy main bad guy we come to find out that he's the one that's been torturing people for 48 hours before she begged him to kill her which explains why victims now have 48 hours to live
0: okay uh, so we j- we're just bad at targeting did she really want her so did she just like cat- catch on like oh yeah detectives are probably investigating all these dead bodies. I'm just going to use the same curse and ask him to solve it for me. If it doesn't work in two days, well, more cops will be on it.
1: Well, the thing is, ghost mo- go angry spirits normally want- run on revenge logic rather, th- rather than like actively, ge- actively getting solace logic.
0: Yeah, but uh, even running through revenge logic, killing the people you want investigating your murder is not good. Uh, it's yeah. bad. I would no, say uh, that it is bad. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's kind of like an all... I feel like the site's kind of an all-or-nothing kind of thing where, like, I get it. If the people that are watching you die, yeah, take them out. Take them out. The people that just... The people that are trying to save
0: you, maybe not. Maybe not. Imagine catching a stray murder because you were a curious high schooler. That's wild.
1: That ain't fair. <laughs> but anyway... But anyway... Um, so, I'm just going to skip ahead... I'm just going to skip ahead to the, uh, to the idea that... I'm just going to skip ahead a little bit. The right. two cops, Ter- the two cops, Terry and Mike, Mike um, are able to co- are able to connect the murders to a very to an old serial killer named Alistair Platt, Platt, who who they've actually been hunting down for a while. Alistair Platt, his whole mo is that he will record his is that he will live stream his murder murders and have people vote on and have people vote on how to kill on how to kill people, torturing them for torturing them for a certain amount of times before it's finally over over that's why the little girl is doing the whole 48 hours thing if it eventually Mike and Terry are able to track Pratt down and Platt down and through some really cheesy act, acting in bad threat and bad threat pieces y'all gotta watch how Platt acts he, I promise this man had this man was in Shakespearean theater at some point and got a harsh rejection I don't they doubt. are they are able to kill Platt not once but twice I'm not kidding. Mike shoots him, and then he goes into, I think, the internet space where the little girl kills him again?
0: Yeah. uh, Is that what
1: happened?
0: uh, Okay, so Mike shoots him, but he also gets shot, so he's about to die. And Terry's like, no! But can't really do anything. Pushes him back, and that is when the ghost appears, and it's like, oh, you got him tied up? Nice. I've been waiting a long time. Oh. Um, And Mike's last thing before dying is activating the website and just going, we found you. And she's like, bet. She goes through the internet, comes out in her spectral form, looking like, you know, the mangled corpse you see on the uh, poster. Mm -hmm. And it's like, just grabs Platt, looks into his eyes, and doesn't even give him the pennant stare. Invades his head, traps him in there, and in hyper time, tortures this man. 48 hours real time. Before rending his soul to the winds, and then just dipping. I just realized this is
1: just Itachi's genjutsu with extra steps.
0: Yes, several extra steps.
1: Several extra, extra steps.
0: Steps that I would say that is inconvenient and unusable on the field of battle.
1: You know, you're telling me that showing people a haunted website, showing armies a haunted website on the field of battle, isn't exactly a useful technique.
0: Yes especially huh? if the time delay is two days we need to survive the fight in the next 20 minutes
1: <laughs> that's great that's crazy you would click I'm just imagining ATVs ATVs rolling through the battlefield rolling through the battlefield blasting screens that are just loaded onto fearcom and showing it to everybody involved
0: I mean rumor has it that to mess with North Korea South Korea has lined speakers along the line of demarcation or I mean the just demil- and just,
1: bla- and and just our- play k-pop
0: so uh... It's not as it's not as unlikely as you think. <laughs> it's kind of
1: I kind of uh, like the idea of petty warfare. It's kind uh, of beautiful. Honestly,
0: I respect it more than anything else. It's like we're not <laughs> going to take your food, we're not going to ruin your land. We're not even going to kill you. We're just going to annoy you into leaving and if that works then this land was always ours. I I respect the hustle. I, I, I see the vision. Unfortunately, a vision I cannot unsee is the rest of this film because the movie just sort of Follows Terry home, where she goes to bed, pets her cat. We pan out sad, and that's the film. That's the whole fucking thing, and that's a part of my life now.
1: Yo, I feel like this was kind, I feel like this was kind of an anemic introduction introduction to Halloween. We, we to Halloween because Halloween and October in general is a special time. It is a time for you to get to get get together with friends, enjoy. Enjoy movies both amazing and awful and explore some of the spooky and explore some of the spookier sides of the holiday. Explore the things that kind of chill your blood but make you feel tougher for having gone through them. Maybe have some maybe have some scary themed snacks with people with the people you like. This movie, I wouldn't even recommend for a bad scary movie night, because it's boring. The characters are flat flat. The plot hinges on this haunted website. Haunted website, and it comes off as and the and even that decent idea comes off as trite because you don't care about any of the people. Of the people,
0: not all. I watched, I watched, uh, I watched Mike die, and I was very much like, Oh, damn, I I honestly thought the curse might let him go, and like since he found her, but uh, guess it don't help either. Well, let me ask you like this
1: name three fears that people died by. I got smoking and cockroaches.
0: Smoking, cockroaches, drowning, uh, suicide. I, I took,
1: uh, Okay, sure. Again, you went with some of the most anemic fears you could go with. Smoking and drowning. Drowning. It feels like we have such potential to work with, work with and we go with benign fears. I'm almost, I'm almost shocked you didn't go for Buried Alive a la Claustrophobia.
0: I'm surprised we didn't just have anyone who had, like, one of the very mundane, like, human fears. Like, being stalked, or having someone you love be perennially in danger, and you being helpless to do anything about it. Because these are grown adults. You don't have to bother them with snakes. You can just, you can literally send them into an anxiety spiral. With just the simple illusion of them looking at their bank account and owing $2,000. I know that gets me out of bed.
1: Uh don't think about it.
0: See? Already doing a better job on that fucking website.
1: I mean, debt honestly could be a terrifying, very real fear, real fear, literally drowning in debt. Debt. Like I'm just saying, if you had people sitting around, sitting around a table just talking about tangible fear, tangible fears and not like easy things. Don't say drowning, don't say good... Don't say drowning, don't say heights, don't say fire, and don't say claustrophobia. Dig a little bit.
0: Just talk to a therapist. Just be like, all right, what are the most common fears you've heard? Alright, now after that. Alright, now let's get weird. <laughs> it's a weird conversation to have, but I promise you something. It'll be interesting.
1: You know what? I'll even say you're allowed bugs just because the, you're allowed bugs and or spiders just because that can allow that can allow for some interesting set pieces.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, but just the paranoia of continuously being watched, while obvious, can be very effective in a digital setting, and it is never used.
1: Oh, wait, hold up. I actually have the perfect movie for that. Did you watch 2019's Invisible Man?
0: Uh, I didn't, but I actually did hear a lot of good things about it.
1: It was a fantastic movie. I saw it with a girl that I did not at the time know had anxiety. That was a treat!
0: Oh, yeah, no, because that's the- a good way to find that out.
1: Because the movie does this thing, does this? Th- because the movie is about, of course, is about a, an abuse victim that fa- that finds out that the husband that she ran from has died, but she believes that she, he is still stalking her and has found a way to create an invisible to make himself invisible because he was a tech genius that was working on a suit to reflect light. And what the movie does is is lingers forever on shots of rooms that she's in and there's just enough space for there to be somebody else in the room that isn't there. Like the screen will be too wide and there'll be a chair there and just and the, and the camera will just linger on the chair or there'll be extra space beside a door that's being opened, and there's just enough space where somebody should be that they aren't. And the movie just allows your brain to fill in the idea that there's somebody there. It's very well done.
0: Yeah, that sounds good. I might have to give it a try myself. Uh, especially oh. since I like how it lends itself to uh, uh, well, a lot of horror movies tend to work in claustrophobia. It sounds to me that Invisible Man works more on agoraphobia.
1: It do- it does it does. I'll admit the third act gets a little action flicky because the problem the problem I find out is that the big the big failing of Invisible Man is they let you linger on the thought. The big strength of Invisible Man is the lingering of the thought that is he dead. Or is he alive? Is she imagining this or is it real? But uh, spoiler alert for those of y'all who don't want want this movie spoiled for you, the movie does reveal that he is very clearly alive and he is very clearly invisible. And from then on, it becomes an action movie. A very fun action movie, but still an action movie.
0: Ah, that's... I had similar feelings about Malignant, but that is for a better time and a podcast about better movies. I... (laughs) <laughs> I think we are at the part where, oh, God, the tiredness is coming back. All right. All right. That's on come Before it nothing na- fucking
1: takes me. It is, Metam- it is Metamucil with a ghost mask on, man. This movie put me to sleep. Got this I- is NyQuil.
0: <laughs> it's not the NyQuil drip.
1: I'm sorry, man. This is NyQuil. This is NyQuil. It says boo before you go under. Uh-
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this movie was so boring.
1: I'm sorry. And that's the rudest thing we could say for a movie. Model's Hands of Fate but was awful. I still remember it. Black Christmas made me mad. I can tell you what happened in it. I can tell you what happened in it, and I can talk about it now. Uh, okay, this t- a taste of seduction was a masterpiece. Don't hear nothing bad said about
0: it. Recipe for seduction is a tradition, and I will watch it every holiday for as long as I live.
1: Yes, sir. But Fear.com
0: is like... Well, that's not fair. Watching paint dry can be interesting because of the color or the pattern involved.
1: This movie had more color, more patterns, but was somehow had less substance than the paint drying. And that is
0: what I have to say about it. This movie is... Don't watch it. This movie is infuriating from how boring it is.
1: You know, they I say don't go...
0: I haven't experienced the type of boredom that makes you down and scream, or at least I hadn't in years. Fear.com brought back that feeling of being a four-year-old trying to communicate with the big words and just really going through it, because if they don't say anything, this boredom persists.
1: You don't have the big words and you want to get them out, want to get them out. I have no mouth and I must scream. That is what fear.com brings to me. You know, they say don't go to fear.com because you're gonna because you'll be worried about be, dying in 48 hours. Don't go to fear.com because you'll be worried about be, falling asleep in 48 minutes. That's why.
0: But hey, if you have tru- if you have trouble sleeping, I promise you. pop in some fear.com, sip a bit of tea, you'll be out in an hour. Trust
1: and with And with that, this episode of Into the Barrel Verse is coming to a close. From all you out there in the verse, I'm Joshua Pulliam.
0: I'm William Slater.
1: And we hope that you enjoy.
0: Happy Halloween!
1: Bye.